Hello there, it's Yukiko of My Goddess Path, and welcome to my podcast, Goddess and Energy Coming Alive. It's a few days after Yule or the winter solstice right now, as I'm sitting outside in my Lady of Avalon spring outside temple. And I wanted to um, talk with you today about this season and about the goddess, one of the goddesses that is very prevalent right now. So Yule or winter solstice, it's the shortest day of the year, longest night. And from the 21st of December this year, so for three days, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, essentially is the sun stays at its lowest arc. So the ancients felt that the sun paused, came to a pause. And it's also the moment when we're invited to really go inward when the, the nights are longer. And the darkness is not a place of evil or badness, but the darkness is a place of great fecundity and potential. It's also the place that is within. You know, it's also connected with dream time, with the time of visions. And so the invitation really is to slow down and to rest and to come within. And to really take the time to listen. I don't know if you can hear the stillness where I am. and to connect into the heart of stillness. What is the heart of stillness? It's that pause or that gap between thoughts, even between emotions, a sort of a, a resting place, like one's center a place right between inhale and exhale, or the place between exhale and inhale. And you can try this, you know, um, I find that in nature, it's a lot easier to, to do this. But go outside and, and find a quiet place Sometimes with a tree, it's very helpful to find a quiet place and feel if you can sense into the stillness at the heart of your breath, as if you could. And then from there, go to the stillness at the heart of a tree. 
stillness at the heart of the earth. And then you can even go into the stillness at the heart, say of a bird song. And if you're in a city, stillness in the heart of the noise or the chaos. And you start to sense that there is this connection that is always present that if we can get out of this busyness of our minds, the constant need to keep busy, which might be the fear of this stillness. But actually, if we can pull away from that busyness and go into that stillness, and if there is fear, even to simply go into the heart of that fear. And I know it's easier said than done. To sit still. And there is this connection into the web of life, not just human, but of all life. And it's a, it's a place of what I call the field of all potentiality. It's like some people call it the Akashic Records, I think. And it's where things are created. It's that beginning of visioning and a place of great co-creation where we are not completely in control, but we are not the victims of circumstance either, that we are dynamically involved in the process of creating. This upper world or the world of sunlight that we call reality. So, you know, give it a try and, um, and see how how it goes with you. And it, you, you may need a few tries. And um, it's a beautiful practice to have during this season, right now from winter solstice until Imbolc. Imbolc is February 1st. It's the, the time when life starts to stir again, deep within the frozen earth. But in between these six weeks is a time of vision and rest. In the Avalonian Wheel, which I really love and follow, the winter solstice time is connected with the direction of the north and with the element of air. And so the animals associated with this direction are those beings of air, so the birds, and especially the birds of prey, you know, the owls, the cranes and storks and vultures and eagles. 
and also historically the, the Ren. In the old days, in the, in the, in the old country, or in, especially in the United Kingdom, the Ren was called the Mighty Ren. But the bird is the connection between this world and the other world, between life and aliveness in the flesh as we can feel it, and then the other world which is not visible. Um, and the ancients felt that when you died, that your soul was carried by the birds so that you could cross over into the other world. And there the process of regeneration would start because life was like a spiral. And in that process of regeneration, as the ancients saw in nature, right, there would be winter and everything would die and go into the frozen ground and the sun would get very low. But on the fourth day after the winter solstice, the arc of the sun would start to rise again and the sun would start to go longer and higher into the sky heading towards the summer solstice, which meant that life and plants and vegetation growth and abundance and food would come their way again. And so they saw the, the cyclical cycle of the seeds beginning, bursting into life and then growing into its fullness and then dying down again. So you can see in some of the old art of Crete, you know, this is all like around the Stone Age. You know, we're talking about before the Common Era. So 2000, 3000 BC. But there were images of um, the bird goddesses. So birds were really seen as the being that was in between. And the goddesses associated with this direction of the north and of the solstice and of air. In the Avalonian wheel are Danu. Danu is the mother goddess of the Tuatha de Danan, the people of the goddess of Danu. She is sort of like the mother goddess of all the other uh, goddesses that come out in the Celtic pantheon. And then you have this fascinating goddess that I want to focus on today called Arianarod. Arianarod of the Silver Wheel. And she is one of the daughter goddesses of Danu. And Arianarod, you encounter her in the Mabinogian, the Welsh tales, ancient tales that were correct, that were collected in Wales. Um, in the Middle Ages somewhere by monks. And so the origin of the stories are kind of lost, but when you look at the story itself, um, 
in short it's it's within the Mabinogian <clears throat> excuse me it's a story of a king who um is very powerful and he however in times of peace must have his feet in the laps of aversion and his nephew and brother fall in love with this virgin who is the king's uh, footholder. So they devise a war to lure the king away from the castle and while he is away they rape her. So it's this patriarchal tale of the rape of the power of the, the feminine. <clears throat> the king comes back and he is very upset and punishes the, the men. But however, he needs to look for another version. And so it's suggested to him that his niece, Ariana Rod, um, might be a version. And um, so he calls her and asks her, well, are you a version? And she says, well, the last that I know of it, yes. And so he places a rod um, on the ground and says, okay, this is my power rod and it's the rod of truth. And you're going to step over it to see whether you are truly a version or not. So she steps over the rod and as she steps over, there are twin boys that fall out of her. One is called Dylan with the dark hair and he immediately runs away to the ocean. He becomes the god of sea. <clears throat> the other one is a fair-haired child and he's hidden away by this magician. Um, a very powerful magician of the land. And Ariana Rod in the tale goes, goes back to her house very upset um, for having been shamed, quote unquote shamed, in front of um, everyone and um, stays away. But the boy grows and the magician decides to take the young child and go over to Ariana Rod's place because she has given three restrictions to this son that's disappeared. One is that he will not have a name until she names him. The second is that he will not have a weapon unless she arms him. And the third is that he will not marry anybody um, that is human unless she decrees it. So in essence, the magician goes to Ariyanarad with the boy and tricks her into giving him a name, tricks her into arming him. And then he creates being a magician, a non-human woman out of flowers called Bloodweth. And um, she is beautiful. And so the boy now a young man is very enchanted and they get married. But in the end, Bloodworth 
does not love this man that she's been made for and instead falls in love with one of his um, young friends and devises together with her lover to murder her husband. And when that is found out, the, the husband that's been given the poison is resuscitated by the magician. And the magician turns Bloodweth into an owl and send her away, sends her away. So that's why the owl, accordingly, can never show its face in daylight because it is ashamed. So that's the patriarchal version of the story. But what it feels like to me is that Ariana Rod of the silver wheel, she is called, is actually a very ancient goddess of the stars the silver wheel turning in the sky, especially connected with the Corona Borealis, like Ariadne. So they are common um, threads between Ariadne and, and Arianarod. So that this, the, the night skies that they would see and the Corona Borealis rotating around the North Pole she is also connected with the phases of the moon, the revolving sphere of light that changes shapes. And um, Ariana Rod is set to reside in the revolving castle, Care City. And in the Arthurian tales, it is in her castle that the grail is kept. So somewhere in there is this sort of a garbled message of the goddess, of an ancient goddess of the moon and the stars who is at the heart of the stillness, heart of the labyrinth. And there is a place where truth is held, the grail or the connection into the web of life at the heart of stillness. And Ariana Rod from the Welsh tale, I feel what that is saying is that she is the one who names, meaning she is the one who can see into the truth of who you are or what any anything is and to be able to call it by that name. Oh, beautiful, there goes a deer. <laughs> so an amazingly powerful goddess of bringing form in, right? By naming, we manifest that which is. And the one who arms you, so the one who is able to bring forth within you your true talent, your skills in this world, so that you may cross the and navigate through the wilderness of life 
the magical forests that we need to navigate through in order to come to our true selves, the battles that we may have to fight. And so she is the one who is able to give us the right armor, the right skill, the correct talent, which is unique for us so that we can come into ourselves. And she is also the one who governs true love, meaning that I feel that she's the one who's able to truly connect you with that soul fire, that passion at the heart of all life and to truly come into that kind of embrace, into the embrace of unconditional love, into the truth of love. which I feel has to be ignited within ourselves, first of all. So Ariana Rod is a beautiful, amazing goddess of the night. the darkness, the stillness, the realm of dreams and visions, the realm within us that connects us with the center of the labyrinth. And the labyrinth in a way is how we walk through our life. There are so many different circuits and stages within one's life. And that if we can stay true at some point, even if we are lost, we somehow are led slowly to the center. And we don't know at what point in our lives that moment comes about. For some, we come into the heart earlier on. For others, it's later. And for some, it's at the moment of crossing over. But within the labyrinth of life, somehow all the pathways leads us into that heart of stillness, into the center where the grail is, where the goddess is, where one meets one's own truth. It's a profoundly sobering thought.
that somehow the whole pattern and thread of life will lead us in. And that some of us may be able to walk out of the labyrinth within this lifetime and be able to help others walk the labyrinth. And for some of us, we may be in the midst of finding our way out. And perhaps for some of us, it takes many lifetimes. But somewhere there is this grace, <clears throat> excuse me. And feeling into that grace, into the dance, this immense dance of life, the wisdom of life. And that's the invitation at this time of the winter solstice. And even as we light the Christmas trees and the bonfires and the Christmas decorations. It's that festival of light. It's that, it's almost like lighting the way so that we can come out of the labyrinth or lighting the way to remember the true fire and sunlight that is above us, but also within us. So I hope that this story of Ariana Rod resonates with you. It's resonated with me greatly. Um, and you know, it's, it's, um, it's a beautiful practice to walk the labyrinth and many places do have labyrinths. Um, there are different kinds of labyrinths I created a seven circuit, what's called Troy Town Labyrinth um, at my home. And they're not that difficult to create. But there are also um, many churches and um, monasteries that have a labyrinth because it's, it became part of also uh, the, the Christian um, spiritual practice to walk the labyrinth. So you can look it up um, on the internet and see if there's a labyrinth close to you that you can walk. It's a beautiful practice to wind your way in. And some say that the, the winding in and out of the labyrinth really helps in balancing your left and right brains. So bringing you into a place of balance as you approach the center and as you walk out. One of the practices that um, I do when I walk the labyrinth, and there are many ways to walk the labyrinth, but if this is your first time, um, 
there might be some questions or doubts or things that you would like to let go of. So as you're walking towards the center, and a labyrinth, you can't get lost. A labyrinth is uh, not like a maze. A labyrinth is only one way in and one way out. And so meditate as you walk in what you want to release and feel those things falling away from you. Or if you have a question, meditating on that question, start to open instead of trying to figure it out. And when you reach the center, just simply receive. Okay, if you are releasing, just empty yourself. If you have a question, just simply open. And as you are walking out, just feeling into this new place that you are in. And see what happens. See what happens. Okay, it was wonderful to speak with you today. And um, I hope you enjoy that. And I'm getting a bit cold out here. So I will see you in the next episode. But until then, deep blessings and good health and joy and love and abundance to you this coming year of 2022. All right, take care. Bye-bye.